Are you all right? My name's Paul and I've got autism and I was diagnosed later in life and now I'm just banging up random videos on YouTube. Uh, what's crazy is a couple of days ago I had a bit of free time and I thought, get in front of that camera, Paul, make some videos, put them on a schedule and at least you'll have them coming out so you won't have big gaps between your videos and you know people will flirt off and you know never come back, never see you again. And, it, and I think there's something in there that it's good for YouTube to know that you've got videos coming out so you stay within the pack, you know, so you don't have to go to page 410 just to find my latest video, um, which I'm pretty sure you have to do anyway because I've got no idea what I'm doing. But I never realized that I hadn't done a video about the thing that I wanted. That, that was the whole reason I wanted to do videos in the first place, and that was the autism mask. I've read pages on the internet about the mask. You know, people with autism, they wear a mask. People with autism, they camouflage. Yeah, I know. But it took me a long time to realize that. But when I read things on the internet, they never go into depth. They never explain properly. You know, and when I've watched a few videos on it, it's people telling me things from a book. It's people telling me things from not their perspective without them being vulnerable. You know, and I don't want to hear, oh, Dr. Such and Such said this, and oh, this person with the PhD said that, because no offense to anyone, all these doctors, all these people with PhDs, probably are doctors. Um, what I've noticed is not a lot of these professionals who give the opinions, the advice on autism actually have autism. Who knew? You know, I, I am at my end of the spectrum. If that was an area I would retrain in, if I was going to do the education on autism, I have it. And I'd be all right, I think, at, you know, if I understood that side of it, the doctor side of it, I think I'd be all right. So I, it's quite tricky. You know, I'm trying to wonder why more people at my end of the spectrum are not specialists in autism. Hmm. But anyway, um, whatever point I was going to make, I've completely forgotten about. Welcome to my brain. But nobody goes into depth about the mask and how it makes you feel. You know, like real stories where you've had to wear the mask. So I thought, go on, Paul, get up there, son. Get yourself in the limelight and go and uh, tell some stories because that's all I do. I'm just a storyteller with a monotone voice. But apparently... Monotone voices are synonymous with autism, autism as well. Who knew? Right. So if I look back in my history, all I saw from being at school to getting diagnosed with autism, in a nutshell, is I was a liar. I deceived people. I lied to people. I told them things that weren't true. I had them believing things that were never happening. And it wasn't because I was a liar. It wasn't because I was... The reason I did all the, you know, I told these lies, I was deceptive, I was untrustworthy, in a, in a sense, is because I was doing it to be liked. I was doing it to fit in. I was doing it to 
win the favor of people I wanted to win the favor of. And when you're much younger with the masking, especially is you like, I, I remember being in nursery school and I'm not sure if I can remember if I could tell the time at this point, but I used to hover around the doors. So when it hit a particular time, the teachers would open the doors and we would go and play in the backyard. And there was a toy there that I always wanted to play with. And I used to look around, I, I was always the first one out, so much so that in the end, the teachers cottoned on and were like, Paul, you're going to have to hang back. It can't always be you on that toy. But I used to look around the room and think, why are, why are none of these kids like aware that we're going out in a second? Why, why does no one understand? You know, so I would be masking by hovering around the books, pretending I was putting some things back. But the reality is I was just trying to be near the doors to, to get on my favorite toy, which was this like bike with a sidecar. And then either me and my friend Stephen, we would take turns at who would pedal it and who would sit on the sidecar. But, you know, going through school, the mask had to be worn because otherwise you would be seen for who you are. And the problem is, I didn't know who I was. And that's scary in a way because everybody kind of knows who they are. But I didn't. I just knew I was called Paul. I lived with my mum. We lived um, in, a, in a flat. And that was it. You know, I didn't really know what I liked. I didn't know what I didn't like. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know, you know, basically I just followed people because I wasn't sure how I was meant to be. So, you know, if they were playing football, I was playing football. If we were playing hide and seek, I was playing hide and seek. If we were practicing wrestling moves on the grass, so was I. You know, and we invented a, a move called the Boston Roll and it was a pin. And it's never been used in real wrestling, you know. Uh, <laughs> but it was, a, it was a fun little move made up by infants. But I was never the one who said, let's go and do this. Let's, let's do this now. That wasn't me. And the mask is built up by the situations and scenarios and the people that you're around. So if a kid... I was at school with did something that was cool or went over well, I would try that out on other people as if it was mine, as if, you know, if they were seeing it for the first time, I would try it and I would try it out on people who didn't know what I was doing. And if it went down well, I would sort of assimilate that. I would take that on board. It would become a part of me. And I would use it forever going forward. But it didn't always work out for the best. You know, sometimes you would see something that someone did. You would try it and it didn't work. You know, it worked for them, but it didn't work for me. So I would then take that and discard it. And I wouldn't make that a part of who I was. So over the years, I became a build of every situation, scenario, outcome, challenge and person I was ever around and that's how the autism mask my autism mask was built 
So when I say I would deceive people, I would lie to people, I became untrustworthy. It wasn't because that was my intention, because the last thing someone like me wants to do is lie to anyone. I do not want to deceive anyone, and I do not want to be seen as that untrustworthy person. I want to be a trusted person. I want to be valuable to people. So it's it's kind of ironic how I would set out to be valuable by trying to please everyone and tick every box. But by doing so, I became untrustworthy and a liar. Because when you're this mix of everyone trying to find your way, you still don't know who you are. You know, and you know, going from being a kid to becoming an adult, you're now this mix of all these people you've met and who you've come across and who who you've had these interactions with, and you will have the responses that happened from those scenarios. You know, so if I was doing security, for example, and someone I worked with diffused the situation a particular way, then the next time that type of situation arose, I would attempt to diffuse it exactly the same way. And if it worked, great, I would use it all the time, but sometimes it didn't. And sometimes people can make people a bit more passive because there's emotion in there. Whereas I didn't have the emotion, I would just repeat and it might make them hostile. So the big problem is I didn't know I was putting a mask on. So when you don't know you're putting a mask on, you just think this is who you are. You think this is how you live and this is life. My mask, you know, because it's obviously not something real that you put on. It's something mentally that you have to equip yourself with because you don't want people to see you, really. That's the whole point of the mask. So you have to, for me, I have to be Mr. Average, Mr. Normal, Mr. Blends in the background, the guy you won't miss at a party, the guy you won't notice if he slips off early, the guy who doesn't want to know anyone to know when his birthday is, the guy that if you buy him a gift, just get him a pair of socks because he don't want you to spend the big money because it starts making it awkward. So that's how I tried to build my mask. I just wanted to be this average person. And that didn't work because there were still people in my life I wanted to impress. And trying to be average doesn't impress people who are cool. You know, so I had to then think outside the box. I had to accentuate some of these averages to become, you know, good. And, you know, you, I obviously hit my flaws. I lost friends. Um, some of the people I wanted in my life no longer wanted to be in my life because I was just this weird, untrustworthy guy. And it only started to make sense the older I got. You know, this is before I had the autism diagnosis. I just knew I was doing something different. But say when I hit 30, I just started feeling tired. And I know everyone does. It's like, you know, when you leave school, you just ache, you're tired, and then you die. That's you forever. But I genuinely started to feel tired. Um, and I think I mentioned it in another one of these videos where I was working for a particular employer, and I said to him, can I work five days over four? You know, because the way I was working, I could have easily have done this contract five days over four. I'd have worked longer days for four days, but I'd have had three days to catch up because I became tired. And my two-day 
my two days where I was off work, they were just not long enough to recuperate. So I needed this third day. And that's when my old boss said, if you want to work five days over four, go and find somewhere else that'll let you do it. But he threw a swear word in as well. And I'm trying not to swear on YouTube videos. Um, you know, and I think it was around 30. No, I wasn't 30. I was older than that. Blimey. For some reason, I thought it was 34. I'm not. Um, how old would I have been? Yeah, I think it would have been 34, actually, because he said that after I'd had a diagnosis. So I was already starting to feel tired. I was already realizing that two days were not enough to recharge. And the way you recharge is you're out of the... Let's say you work Monday to Friday and you've got the weekend off. From Monday to Friday, you will get up out of bed. And the only time you do not wear your mask is when you are alone in your bedroom. And then let's say you share a house with somebody, might be your parents, might, might be you know flat sharing, whatever. But before you leave that bedroom, you've got to put that mask on. And you can only take that mask off when you're back in that bedroom again at the end of the night and you close that door and you're fully alone. Because even people you love, people who love you, people you spend time with, you still, there's never a time when you do not need your mask on. The only time you can take it off is when you're by yourself, when you're alone and you're with yourself, you're with your thoughts. You, that's the only time you can do it. And if anyone can take their mask off to somebody fully, then I applaud you and that's fantastic. But something I've never been able to do. You know, because that's when I ask weird questions like, why has no one ever had a fizzy cup of tea? Why do they make cars go faster than the speed limit? Don't make sense. You know, and then people just go, why have you got that in your head? And then it just sets the ball rolling and it's no good. But being back in that bedroom, taking that mask off, you know, that's when you feel you can relax. But I was feeling tired. Two days was not long enough to recharge to be able to find the energy to put that mask on. So I started to leave my bedroom putting my mask on and it weighed a lot more than it did the week before. So when, you're, when your mask weighs heavy on your face, it's like it's not made out of feathers anymore. It's made out of stone. It's not made out of stone anymore. It's made out of marble. You know, so it just keeps getting heavier and heavier. And when you've got a heavy mask, that ultimately means your patience is thinner. You haven't got the interest. You haven't got the sustainability to blend in. You know, so you might not remember to fake laugh at that joke. You might not be able to go out for that pint after work for an hour, you know, and you start to stand out more. And if anybody's like me, it's the last thing you want, but you start to get seen because the mask is slipping. And it's so crucial to do what you can to stop that mask weighing heavy because the second that mask falls off and you're seen, something bad happens. It does with me. It has fell off a couple of times and bad things have happened. It's, it's not good and it's not a nice feeling. And for me especially, I have to wear the mask because I don't want to be seen. That bit's the obvious part. But that's kind of... 
I'm trying to find the right way to explain it. But I suppose it's a bit like with eye contact and autism. I feel that if I look at somebody's eyes and they look back into my eyes, then they can see through my eyes and see the real me. It's like I get projected and they go, it's sort of like they look and go, oh, that's who you really are. And they'd know all my secrets, everything about me, you know, and even though, even though I know that's not real and they can't really do that, try telling me that, <laughs> you know, because I can't get that out of my head. And that's part of the reason I always look away. I just feel like people will see me for who I really am. And even though I'm not a bad person, I'm a secret. So the mask has to be worn, you know, and the mask allows you, like I say, if you get out of bed and you put that mask on and you go out into the world, that's the thing that allows people like me to go to work, to go to the shops, to socialize to a degree, you know, to go in a shop and ask for a steak bake from Greg's, you know, that's the, the guy who has to go in the fuel station and pay for his diesel. You know, if it wasn't for the mask, sometimes I just wouldn't have the capacity to do these things. That's how strong the mask is. And like I say, over the years, the older I'm getting, the more weighted the mask is becoming. So I am even more of a recluse. I have to take my little bites of freedom where I can to recharge. And the thing is, it makes you stand out more, and that's the problem. So the good thing about a diagnosis of autism is you can explain to your nearest and dearest and friends. You don't just have to go, you know, hey, I'm autistic. You know, the good ones will sit down and listen if you need them to. And you say, look, you know, if we're sat in a room together and I'm not speaking to you, don't take it as a sign that there's something off. You know, sometimes I can just sit in silence. I don't need small talk. So I don't feel like you have to speak to fill the void. I'm just as comfortable. I'm more comfortable in silence than I am in communication because I don't have to think, I don't have to act, I don't have to do any of that. So please just be okay with me being quiet, you know? And they'll be like, all right, not a problem. So when you sort of get your diagnosis, it gives you the freedom to explain to people and that in itself reduces the weight of the mask. The problem is if you're like me and some of the people you're around are just too self-absorbed to care about others for five seconds that's when you have to make that choice and go but i just won't be around that person much because they will cause me too much stress they'll put too much drain on my mask on my need to recuperate i'm gonna have to push them to one side for now thank you very much but the mask is so real i, I wish i had a thousand ways to explain this mask but it really is something that autistic people, especially people like me, have to wear to blend in. I'm wearing it now to talk to you via this video because even though it might not sound like it, I'm trying to be quite clear in how I speak and because of my strong Manchester accent when I'm not on these videos. I'm also trying to slow my speech down because I'm aware in normal life I speak so fast that people can't pick out the words because it's just jumble. 
you know, so I have to do that. I have to look at the camera because it's what you're meant to do. So even in this, I'm putting on a mask to try to do a video about autistic people wearing a mask and that it's okay to let it slip sometimes and it's okay to to not wear it. It's okay. If you need to recharge, then that's the answer. You've got to recharge. If you have to turn down an event, if you have to, you know, and, and some people just don't understand. They'll be like, oh, you didn't come out last week either. Or you've got to come to this event. It's your niece's christening. And, you know, it's my niece's christening. Therefore, not my kid. I'd have to be there. I didn't arrange it. You know, and the thing is, you will upset people. You will put people off. You will create a bit of negativity. And like me, you will get seen. But you know what? After taking all those little hits where I've made life more about me, I'm very glad I have done because I still have to wear the mask. And I'm just trying to do whatever I can now on my mask of stone, my autism mask of stone. Everything I do now is always trying to just chisel just a little bit off it to reduce the weight. And that's what I do with arranging my social engagements. Um, it makes me sound like I do a lot of stuff and I, I really don't, but even something as simple as, I am eight, I've not seen you for ages. What are you up to? Do you fancy meeting up soon? Not really, you know, but I will say to them instead of going, yeah, yeah, of course we will. Let's, uh, let's meet up whenever we can. It's kind of, yeah, mate, that's fine. But how about we do this? So it's on my terms. I agree that we should meet, but how about we try and meet on my terms? And if they can't do that, that's fine. But we then need to negotiate because I can't just come to your house where you and your wife and your three children live because you act differently in front of your wife than you do with me. And your kids are just little. They don't understand boundaries or personal space. And I hate being touched. And there they are with the sticky fingers. So I don't want to meet at your house. Thanks very much. So, yeah, like I say, when you're younger, you build your mask from your surroundings. And as you're older, you craft your mask based on what you feel you need when you learn who you are. Because I didn't learn who I was until I was a lot older, probably from after the autism diagnosis. Because I was this culmination of everyone and everyone, everything I'd done. Because I was just trying to find my way. Hmm. Again, I'll use my favorite saying, I've lived a thousand lives because I'm still looking for the one that's right. I've lived other people's lives because I've had to. That's how I became me. But then when I was allowed to become who I actually am or be comfortable with who I am after I learned who I was, which was a long, long process, you know, like, because you, you have to ask questions to yourself like, why don't I care about that situation? Why am I absolutely not bothered by that? Why do I cry at that <laughs> when no one's bothered? You know, like I can watch a film or a TV show that I've watched a thousand times and the part that'll make me cry will make me cry just as much the thousand and one time that I watch it. You know, so you kind of have to get to know who you are. And then when you discover who you are when you're older, when you're not this mask of everybody else, you know, you can take that mask off, be exposed, but then you put this new mask on 
of how you manage who you are. Because you've still got to hide, or I do. I still have to hide. And to be able to do that, I need to make sure that my life, my surroundings, my job, my social um, life, my living, you know, the interaction with family. Like I know my interaction with family has slipped because I was, I've been so busy taking care of me. My family have moved on anyway, like cousins. They've all got children, the young cousins and our grown-ups. I'm not bothered about kids too much. You know, I don't know what to say to them. I, you know, let's have a chat about your third favorite dinosaur. Mate, I can only name two. You know what I mean? Because uh, I've never had an interest in dinosaurs. So, you know, I, I've not seen my family outside of my mum for about seven years, six years, five years. It's definitely a long time anyway. Um, and I'll probably only see them the next time one of them pops the clogs. But at least my mask now is me underneath. Whereas before, I had no idea who was wearing this mask. I just knew I had to wear the mask. But as an adult, learning who you are, you can put that mask on, but at least it's you who wears it. And it's still heavy because you've gone through everything in life that you've had to from the weight and the strength of wearing that mask. It, it's an emotional toll on who you are. That's why I shake. It's why I've got the fibromyalgia with these aches and pains that are un, indescribable and aren't identifiable by any doctor, but they cripple you. And it's stress and anxiety-based, and that is the cost of wearing the mask. But the mask now still weighs a ton, but I'm always trying to chip at my mask of stone, my autism mask of stone, to make it lighter and to try and chip parts off that I don't need anymore. So it's kind of like your personal, your private, your professional life just always need to be part of a spring clean you know, and part of refinement, part of minimalism. What can I, I've got 20 things there. I need to reduce it to 15 things. What can I do? And that's how you keep your mask light. You don't carry burdens. You don't take more on. You don't do more than you can. You look after yourself. So where I've talked in videos, especially more recently of being selfish, and how selfishness can be seen as a bad thing. But if you're, do, if you're not being selfish to the detriment of others, but you're making sure you're all right, that's ultimately what I mean, is making sure you're looking at you and your mask and you can still blend in, you can still do your job, you can still socialize to the best of your abilities. But you are refining your mask all the time because maybe one day what I'm doing right now won't be enough and I'll need to seriously consider what I do from that point. But I think I've cracked my code for now. And hopefully, hopefully my random rants and waffles and talks and whatever you want to call these things that I'm trying to do, hopefully this has been some kind of insight to an autism mask. And if it isn't, and if you've got a completely different approach, that's fine. I apologize for wasting half an hour of your time. But that's the, this is how I describe my mask. And once I've pressed stop on the video, um, I'll spend the rest of the evening without a mask on. I will watch reruns re, re of Dexter, um, who my cat's named after, because 
minus the serial killer stuff, all his narrative is exactly how I feel. So, you know, at least I'm not doing the serial killer bit, but, you know, the reclusiveness, the trying to understand humans part, I totally get it. So I've, I think I've watched Dexter forever since it was made. So, yeah, I'm going to go and take my mask off now because it's heavy and I need to take it off to give my brain some space um, to be ready to wear it again tomorrow because I'm going to need it. Thanks for watching. I hope I made a bit of sense somewhere. If not, again, sorry about that. Um, if you've got any requests, any type of video you want me to do, give me a shout. I will try and do it because I'm always after topics because I never know what people want to hear, to be honest. Uh, anyway, thanks for watching. And until next time, keep smiling. Mm-hmm. <laughs>